Before we jump into this week's episode, I just want to share with you a free masterclass that I am hosting on Tuesday, the 23rd of November called Become Unstoppable. Over the last few months, I have been interviewing some of the most amazing people around the world about self-doubt. And one thing that's been really apparent is the common thread that runs through each and every person's story. And that is often linked around the four traps of self-doubt. And so I want to spend some time just sharing with you what they look like, what they are, more importantly, how you can identify them before helping you with a seven-step reframe to flip mindset, to let go of jealousy, comparison, fears, and unworthiness, and really help you to start to rebuild your confidence and belief in yourself so you can unapologetically design and create the life that you were born to live. Now, if you have been experiencing self-doubt or struggling with confidence, um, maybe you've been feeling like a bit of imposter syndrome where you feel a bit of a fraud or whatever you do isn't good enough or that you um, are going to get found out in some capacity that your accomplishments aren't in fact real. Or maybe you've been suffering from anxiety or bad habits that are ruining your chances of achieving your goals. Perhaps you've got low self-esteem and low confidence and you've been allowing past experiences to influence your thought patterns. Or maybe you've fallen into the trap of self-pity and somewhere along the lines you've stopped being able to see the positive outcomes. If any of these things sound like you, then this training is for you. I really want to help you to stop overthinking, hesitating, hiding and being um, hypercritical of yourself. I want to help you to get out of your comfort zone, to quiet the, the negative voices and allow you to become the limitless creator that you were born to be. I want to help you to discover ways to manage your self-doubt and break down your daily negative habits, to shed any irrational fears and stop undervaluing yourself and quieten that inner critic, and to stop overthinking and trust in your abilities so you can design and live the life that you truly want and, and know and learn how to make it happen. So you can start to embrace your whole being Yes, that is flaws and all. And start to see that actually it is our mistakes, um, our flaws, our weaknesses, our strengths, all of that that makes us so bloody unique and so powerful. I want to help you to stop feeling like you need to be controlled by other people or to let fear control you and allow you to step into the person that you were born to be, to do the things that you were here to do and to have fun along the way and to say, fuck it, because this is your life. And, and I really want to help and inspire you to stop comparing yourself to other people, to stop feeling inferior with others, to stop limiting your goals, limiting the way in which you show up in the world and really allow you to wholeheartedly and unapologetically trust and believe in yourself. So if this sounds like something that you would be interested in, then I'd love for you to click the link in the show notes below because it's time to become unstoppable. There is no better time right now than to... Um, take back control over your self-doubt, to learn how to manage it. It's something that we all have. No one is immune to it. No one can get away from it, but we can all learn how to manage it so it no longer screws with our confidence and no longer holds us back. So if this is something you're interested in, then please come and join me. It's totally free. Um, you'll have lifetime access to the replay. There'll be lots of amazing takeaways that you can start to implement straight away and start to see amazing results as you start to put together your limitless roadmap to help you to create the life that you want to lead. So I look forward to seeing you in there. But without further ado, let's kick off with uh, this week's episode. Hello and welcome to the Life Beyond Limits podcast. I'm your host, Emma Gibbs-Ung. Each show I'll be using a combination of interviews with incredibly inspiring people from around the world who have achieved greatness, overcome adversity and never given up as well as solo episodes from me sharing my own journey as a leading mindset trauma coach, helping to inspire, support and guide you to create a growth mindset so you can achieve success in all areas of your life. So are you ready to bring mindset to life and feel inspired? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Life Beyond Limits podcast. This week I'm joined by Havs, who is an R&B singer and Reiki practitioner. Her self-doubt journey has been an ongoing process, particularly in the music industry, which is highly competitive and has often left her questioning whether she is good enough and she would often feel like, who am I to be doing this? 
During the pandemic, when everything slowed down, it gave Havs the opportunity to reflect and figure out more about herself and what she wants. During this time, she has learned to change her view on self-doubt and instead of seeing it as a destructive entity, she now uses it as a tool to keep her in check. So welcome Havs, it's lovely to have you on the show. How are you? I'm doing really good, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm excited to uh, to deep dive into this um, conversation today. I love how you have um, transformed your relationship with self-doubt. And this is really what it's all about, is just sharing how people manage to do that. But to, to go from feeling like it's very self-destructive to seeing it as a tool that helps you to check in and flipping it into the positive. So I'd love to deep dive more into that. But if we could just kind of kick off with just finding out more about what life was like for you growing up, wanting to break into the music industry, what it was like breaking into the music industry, but also how you managed to navigate the self-doubt through that as you started to become more well-known for your singing. Yeah, um, actually, I wanted to start off right away with just um, since the last time we talked and now I realized that because my self-doubt was kind of creeping back in the first time we talked and now I'm like, doing really good I feel really good and so I think what shifted is um my life was a little bit misaligned Mm -hmm. when about a month ago when we first spoke and realizing that made me realize that misalignment kind of breeds self-doubt and because I was thinking where does it come from and like where is this coming from why is it coming up for me and I think it's because when your life is misaligned things start to feel forced and forcing things flow from coming through and when you're on the opposite end of that and you're in flow and you're in alignment and your let's say your job, your friendships, your romantic relationships, your home, like your environment, everything, then it allows for flow to come through. And when you're in flow, things just work out. Like, have you ever had that when, when you yeah. just, just come to you and you're like, where did this come from? How did this happen? But it's because you're in alignment and you're attracting those things to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what shifted? Well, my living environment was a big one because I, the apartment that I live in, the place where I live now, really felt misaligned for about a year now. And I wanted to move and I was trying to find a place, but I couldn't find the perfect place. And I was just, I'm really picky, um, as you should be. And (laughs) so I finally found a place. And ever since then, I just felt this huge shift where I just know I'm not going to have to be here anymore. And I can see the, the trust, you know, when like, when you're supposed to trust first and then it comes so seeing that it's just human I think seeing once you see it it just becomes a lot easier to see past where you are now and to actually see like a better future and a a better environment and somewhere where you can actually thrive and be in that flow state so that was a big one and do you know what environment is huge it is a huge part because if we don't feel comfortable in our environment then we're kind of starting off on rocky ground. Um, You have to feel comfortable and safe and and inspired, especially in the industry that you're in, to feel inspired and creative. And if you're not feeling that in in your everyday environment, then that can be really tough. But I 100% um, agree with you on the whole alignment slash misalignment um, struggles Mm -hmm. because that is real. It is really real. <laughs> when you're out of alignment, it, life just feels really like you're walking through treacle. It uh, does. And that's how it felt for me for a while. And I'm yeah. like, what's going on? Why is it like this? I like, I'm capable of so much more. And I think I was in a, like right now I'm in a place where um, the old me is down here and I'm like in the middle. And then the me that I'm like becoming mm-hmm. is just in reach. So I'm not quite there yet. So I'm in this weird in-between which that doesn't really like nothing really makes sense. And I'm not quite aligning with who I used to be, but I don't really know where I'm going, but I know it's not where I am right now. You know, like I'm, I know I'm not supposed to stay here for much longer. So like spiritually and physically. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, I, I totally, I can relate to that fully. Like mm-hmm. you've got all these aspirations, all these ideas, and they're right at the your fingertips but you're just not quite there yet and it's still it's not all making sense but feels exciting yeah and yesterday for example I was having um I just had like a studio session with a couple of my friends and we did like a collaborative writing session and we were kind of making a song from scratch and when 
I haven't done that in a long time mm. since basically since everything happened. Like it's been a very, very long time since I've done that. And so being in that space, I was like, I don't like anything that I'm writing. I don't like anything that I'm making. Nothing feels like aligned for me right now. Like, I don't know if it's the, the instrumental or like the words that I'm writing down, but I just couldn't seem to, because I knew my potential was just so much better than what I was writing down, but mm. I'm still in that in between. So I couldn't quite get there. It's so weird. Mm, mm. How how do you navigate through that? Because obviously, I imagine there's quite a lot of pressure that you would put on yourself. Um, and when you know, like you said, that, that there's so much more to you than what's perhaps coming through, do you have a tendency to keep pushing? Or are you confident enough to step back and create space? So both. <laughs> I... Yeah. Think it's so so crucial to just step back and trust mm. that it's gonna come but you just need to be patient because mm. I've learned that I've been lucky enough to take that as a lesson from my past experiences mm. and so now for example the place I'm in right at this moment I've been stepping back and just being at peace with like okay this is what it is today and I'm just gonna like I have no choice but to be here and just to like be in this moment and to be present that's the biggest lesson I think that's the theme of like this whole year for me is just to be present because I don't really have an other choice unless I want to suffer yeah yeah definitely I mean it would be great to just rewind a little bit back to the journey that got you to here and then also what you're working on right now to help you to get to the the person that you want to be because I mean when did you realize that you wanted to be a singer oh like since I was born like I don't even remember when I realized I just always knew you know it's one of those things that I just was always doing I didn't care what anyone thought I was just like always on stage always singing because my mom was an opera singer so I would just like go on stage with her and <laughs> sing with her and perform with her and do kind of just um do whatever I possibly could at any given moment and just whether it would be singing in my room or singing in front of people or doing talent shows. So I was always doing something. And finally, when I, after high school, my parents really wanted me to go to university. So I was like, okay, I'll do this. And then when I graduate, I'm just going to go hard <clears throat> and like just do, go hard at music and sing and do all the things. And so I did that. And it actually, in 2019, I, basically spent like the whole year traveling to sing at different festivals and perform places and go to like conferences and festivals and stuff like that. So that is where I kind of realized like, oh, like I actually kind of did something with this and I could continue to do so. So uh, growing up though, and like say so your mom was not a singer, was there pressure from your family to to sing or was the desire purely coming from yourself and mm. you know as a as a youngster growing up with this dream um <clears throat> did you have to like were you fearless in that or as time went by and you started to realize how competitive it was and and also you know it's a very unique industry to go in like there's mm -hmm. loads of singers out there that don't get recording deals and and sign with labels and stuff and so it is very competitive and um you know obviously then once you are signed you're then exposed to a lot um and then you're traveling around a lot and so on and so forth so it'd just be great to just kind of uh, um understand how you kind of navigate through that at a young age as well because it's a lot of pressure yeah I was actually fearless like completely about it I was I didn't care what anyone thought I was always because I loved doing it and I was just so lit up every time I was on stage or every time, anytime I was in a studio, um, I was so lit up and I was lucky enough to have a family that supported that and friends that supported that, like in high school, like I definitely should have been made fun of for like the performances I put on, but like I wasn't and I was supported and I just feel so lucky for that because it really, <laughs> I guess, uh, reinforced what I was doing and was just like this is okay versus I think if I maybe 
I, I had a really strong group of friends. So like, even I'm just thinking like, if I did make, get made fun of, I probably wouldn't have cared. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's hard to say without like being in that space, but mm-hmm. I just had like such supportive friends and people around me. And that is, I think I would probably say number one to just have a good group and a good circle. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, surrounding yourself with supportive people is, is so vital. And I know that when we spoke, um, you said it was often hard because uh, a lot of people that you knew in your immediate network weren't involved in your industry. Mm -hmm. So how did you actively find people in your industry? Because it's something that I've really been focusing on in in the last year, um, because we often take advice from the wrong people. um, Mm -hmm. And we can be guided by the wrong people. And then not wrong as in, they're your friends and your family, but they're wrong in the fact they're not in the music industry. And so they will often say something from a protective point of view that mm-hmm. might inadvertently cause you to hold back or play small. Um, and my coach said to me, he was like, would you get advice from someone on how to swim who couldn't swim? And I was like, well, no, obviously. Exactly. And so he was like, why are you listening to people who aren't in your industry? and listening to the advice they're giving you when they don't know anything about your industry. And it's yeah. so obvious, but the reality is we're so used to just sharing ideas with friends and family and you think, oh, you know, they'll support us. Um, and of course they do in their own way, but the reality is a lot of their fears come from a lack of understanding what the industry is like and yes. therefore expectations and all of that sort of stuff. So how did you start to build a support network and how, how vital was that for you? from a confidence point of view, because you've mentioned supportive friends, which totally agree, but supportive industry um, connections, what, how did you go about that? Yeah, so (laughs) I have like a million things running through my head right now that I could speak on. Um, But for example, like when it comes to, when I first started to to meet people in the industry is (laughs) I got like a small little USB mic, I plugged it into my computer, I made like a cover that was honestly not very good. I put it on SoundCloud. And I was like, this is my cover. I'm so proud of it. Like, I just made this and I was just still lit up again, because my soul had like this fire in it to do this. And so I think that kind of prevented my spirit from getting crushed. (laughs) if It was, you know, quote unquote, bad, which I mean, every time, like no one's going to start off and have like, a masterpiece right away like you build up to it and so um I put that out <laughs> I put it on Facebook and I was previously I was in a couple of uh singing there's this there's something called Urban Star so there was like a singing competition and I met a few people from there I had them on I think it was on Facebook at the time mm. and I posted this cover on Facebook and then like somebody from that knew me from that reached out and said, hey, I need like a female singer on this hook. Do you, would you be interested? And I was like, sure, yeah. This was my first like person reaching out to me. So I said yes, and I went over to his studio and recorded the hook. And then we ended up, uh, long story short, we basically ended up being, uh, like doing a couple projects together. Mm-hmm. So that kind of, through him is where I met like almost all the people, all the connections that I know kind of spider webbed. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I just met people through people through people just from one person. And yeah. that's kind of just brings it back to that idea of flow. Like everything just, if I look back, it was, it happened so kismetly and it mm-hmm. happened quickly <laughs> that I was just yeah. like in, in a year, I knew all these people and I was a part of, we have like a music uh, committee in my city or my province so they're super supportive too and they were helping me um they would be they would like email me with opportunities for me to that they thought I should sign up for and then from there I would meet more people and you know it just keeps spider webbing until you're here and (laughs) you just like have people all over the world that you know and that was crucial too for me I'm super thankful for that because they were really supportive of me too and that was big for me getting my foot in the door Mm, yeah definitely and you know you mentioned or I mentioned in the um in the intro that obviously 
it wasn't until life slowed down for you because of course the music industry has changed dramatically I would say in the last 18 months you know the mm -hmm. whole world came to a stop but like live events and festivals and everything certainly over here just came to an absolute standstill and I know that you know actors and singers and that were hit quite badly um, mm -hmm. and so I'd love to know kind of how you how you responded to that because it's been challenging for each and every one of us and there's been loads of people that I've met and, and spoken to where jobs have really been impacted um, through the pandemic mental health has been really impacted through pandemic hence you know this this um, podcast going out because I think you know self-doubt has crept to another level as quite often as a result of um, what's gone on in the last 18 months but what was that like for you? Um, it sounds like prior to that, you were just really getting into your rhythm and really building and really like in your alignment and in your state of flow. And then all of a sudden that came to a standstill. Mm -hmm. What impact did that have on your confidence? And how did you then use that time? It's interesting because when you say it like that, I never really looked at it in that way because I was in such a state of flow and I was doing all these things, traveling all these places. And then all of a sudden the world shut down and mm. I'm at home and I can't go anywhere or do anything or sing anywhere. And so I, again, feel very lucky, but I think that's because I chose to see it as I'm very lucky because I could have definitely went down the other road and been like, this sucks, like because of this reason and this reason, this, that, and the other thing. But I chose to see the good in it. And the truth is that I was overworking myself and I was going way too hard for my body to keep up. And I don't know how long I could have probably done that for. Mm -hmm. Probably not very long. So I think in a way it was, there's always a silver lining, always. Yeah. And ever since I've been living my life with that mentality, it's been much better and much more enjoyable because what you focus on is your reality, right? So the silver lining for me was that I had time <laughs> for the first time in forever. Like I don't even remember the last time I had time mm -hmm. um, because I was constantly doing things um, that, that I had no, no choice <laughs> but to just be at home. So yeah. I was still doing things, but I was doing different things. And I kind of it let me explore other things that I didn't really have the chance to before, like Reiki, what we were talking about. I completely also like rebranded my whole, like what I, who I even am as an artist mm -hmm. um, without really making it obvious. I just kind of did it on my own and without really sharing anything, but I just slowly, like I said, I, I, my old self is down here and now I'm, I'm slowly getting there and I'm much, much closer to that potential that I know I have. Mm -hmm. um, but when it first started, I was kind of still at the bottom. So uh, like I said, yeah, I dipped into Reiki and I actually got my Reiki certifications and um, I learned that through, I was in like a weekly call with this group of women from around the world that were also healers or artists or creatives or entrepreneurs so that was really inspiring and I got to weirdly meet a lot of people like although it was on the internet mm -hmm. but that's why the internet is kind of such a blessing right now especially because yeah, yeah. it really let me let me open my mind to like different the way that different people live in different places so were you interested in Reiki before or were you looking to use it yourself to help you in that moment, where no, did Reiki come I didn't from? Even know. I didn't even know what it was um, okay. until that, that group that I was talking about with like all those women. So one of them was had their Reiki level one and two. And so she said, hey, I'm going to do this meditation. You guys can like feel free. It's for everyone. So it's just going to be on this Zoom call. And I'm going to send everyone Reiki and do like a little group Reiki session. And I was like, what is that? I don't I've, like I've heard the name, but I have no idea what this is. And so I was, I did the meditation and instantly I felt my hands on fire. Like they were so hot. And I was like, this isn't my logical brain was like, nah, you're just like, relax. Like, it's fine. Nothing's happening. Um, and then, but I like knew, I knew it was something and I just needed to know more. So after that, I had a one-on-one -on -one call with her and I was like, Hey, like, this is what happened with my hands. What does this mean? And she told me basically that 
Reiki. I don't know. Are you familiar with Reiki at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it. it's, it's basically passed on through your hands. And yeah. she said that her Reiki master told her that some people are just born with it. And so if you feel that in, in your hands, you have like some kind of the attunements or something like that. So I was like, okay, well, that feels like a calling right there. So I'm going to look more into this and try to find someone to teach me how to do this for myself and for other people. Cause I'm just, I've always been like a helper healer type <laughs> type vibe person. Yeah. Um, so eventually I found the right teacher. I found a shaman to teach me how to do it. I got my level one and two. And then a few months later, I got my master certification. And then I just started doing that um, part-time. <laughs> so I was kind of doing the Reiki and the music and I incorporated sound healing. And so now I incorporate the two, like my music and the Reiki. Sometimes I put Reiki in my music, like into the newer stuff I've been incorporating Reiki and yeah, just like trying to heal the world, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Well, I mean, music heals people anyway, doesn't it? I find music is just so emotive. And then to add Reiki into that mix um, is incredible. And what I love about what you said at the start when I um, asked you about the um, navigating through the pandemic is you chose to see it as an opportunity um Mm -hmm. and it's that word we all have choice Mm -hmm. and you said you could have easily chosen to go down that slippery slope but you didn't you chose to see it as an opportunity and this is the difference between going one way or going the other from the choices that we make Um, and you know I love the fact that when you had cho- uh, chosen to see it as an opportunity, you then took the time. Another thing that we all feel that we don't have enough of, and you, from traveling so much, took that time to then reflect and review um, and to explore other avenues. Have you always been sort of, was that quite a natural process for you to then look to broaden your horizons as you were forced to stay at home? Because for a lot of people, um their purpose goes and therefore when their purpose goes because they have stopped doing what they love doing and so on and so forth that's when doubt and lack of belief and trust and all of that can then take you down a spiral of not greatness like real negativity um so how did you educate yourself to to explore other avenues and to keep on top of the doubt and also did you have any doubts coming through at that point at that point I chose to not again I chose to not because everyone around me had doubts and I was like I need to be this person right now that's like a rock for my family because my family's freaking out and I I can't like I don't want to mentally go there (laughs) and I until I am so torn down that I have no choice, but right now I have the energy and the the power to not go there. And so I'm going to be a rock for everyone else. And it kind of shifted and, and, and it went back and forth with like, eventually like this year, this 2021 has been the hardest year of my life. Definitely. I can definitely say that Mm -hmm. because I was the one that was like at a low point with my, that's when my self-doubt creeped in. When I had all that time, I was like, this is great. Like selfishly, you know, apart from everything else happening in the world, that was terrible. I was like, this feels good for me to just like have this time right now and to be able to do all the things I want to do. But after like a year, when things really started getting real and, and really, I was like, this is not going away. That's when the doubt started to creep in. And that's when I had to re implement all these like self help uh, modalities and I really looked to other people to kind of bring me back up to like and and ways to bring my vibration back up because being in fear is one of the quickest ways to bring your vibration all the way down and I really 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 try hard to not go there sometimes it's really hard though right but that's again people other people like choosing where you put your energy choosing where you put your attention that was really really important for me And, uh, you know, I lost a lot of people in my life, too, that weren't kind of on the same thing that I just I couldn't, you know, the universe or whatever source took it away from me. And I was like, it's this hurts, but I know I trust that it's for the better. 
yeah, um, yeah. so did that answer the question I don't, I don't really know. it does and what I love and what's coming through is that you're very aware of your choices and you're very determined to to remain fearless but what you then said was obviously you had got so like good at keeping on top of it in last year that then this year it just shows that sometimes when we burn ourselves out by not necessarily honoring our feelings and and taking that step back it can then come back and hit us um and you know it just shows that we're all human at the end of the day like night I work on a you know I'm 95 percent okay um give myself that five percent leeway um mm-hmm. You know, some people, they're 90%. You know, that's just a ratio that I work towards that works really well. Um, but yes. it's, again, it's allowing yourself the freedom to honour those wobbly days. Um, you mentioned that this year had been really hard, but again, you were like making sure that you were surrounded by people who were uplifting and who were helping you. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, you also touched on the fact that you lost people as well. So how, what did you um, turn to um, as a coping mechanism to help you um, manage the doubt and um, protect you from going down into that fearless worry? I don't know if this is a coping mechanism or just a way of, of being, but what, what comes to mind when you say that is that, again, back to the biggest lesson that I've had this year is being present and just worrying about right now what I can do to make this moment better and to make this moment good and to make it count because I did realize that that time is the most valuable currency to me at least and I think to a lot of people um and by again back to the choice if if I want to see this moment as a terrible thing or if I want to try to find the silver lining and that was really 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 hard so I would meditate um I'm in this, I don't know if you know uh, the expanded podcast or familiar, if you're familiar with to be magnetic, but that's basically, um, I think Lacey Phillips, I think is her name. I forget her last name, Lacey for sure. <laughs> but um, she basically runs the um, to be magnetic brand and it's essentially neuroscience mixed with energy and like meditation to shift your brain and that was huge for me because there's like a a meditation for when you're triggered there's a meditation for when you need clarity there's a meditation for when you need to call in abundance and deservingness and confidence so that working through that and working through those workshops kind of like therapy honestly um it's like my preferred form of therapy um that really helped me. I've been doing that for the past two years. And that's what I always come back to when I'm like at my lowest, lowest point. Mm. And that, and again, people. (laughs) So just finding something that, or somebody that can bring me back to having fun or like feeling joy or doing things that bring me joy. Mm -hmm. So stuff like that. And just taking care of myself has been the most important. Also like moving my body is huge. So like going for runs or working out or doing yoga or anything where it gets my, my body heated and pushing to like an uncomfortable level. I find that that helps with stress because then when my stress gets to that level, it's like, Oh, I've already been here on a different, in a different realm, you know? <laughs> yeah. I love that. Love that. That's a great way to, to view it. You, you mentioned how you'd changed it from a self-destructive relationship to a tool to keep it in check, keep you in check. So is that when you start to feel the doubt that you then pull back straight away and ask, you know, um, what does this mean? How can I change it? Are those the conversations that you start to have? Yes. Once I, once I get that clarity, like when I'm in my feelings, I, I'm not going to go there, you know, I'm just going to let myself feel it. But once that those feelings last, too long where I feel like it's just dragging on and I'm like what am I doing here I'm I feel like I'm getting stuck like you have to kind of either have people around you that call you out on that or bring yourself out because that's a dangerous place to be if you're just going to be stuck in your feelings for a long period of time what patterns do you have that show you that you're stuck in your feelings um 
That's a good question. I would say it's just for me, like I'm just so self-aware that I know when it's been too long. But honestly, even like a week, a week is depending on what it is, right? Depending on, I think only you can truly know if you're ready to let that go. But even if you, let's say, let's say a week goes by and you're like, okay, this is long enough. And then you try to move on, you try to do things to, you know, to heal a lot of, I did a lot of forgiving, a lot of letting go. If that feels forced still, then maybe there's something else you need to work on. Yeah. Um, I guess for, from that, it's like, you know, when, when I catch myself, I know it's because I'm procrastinating and suddenly the real, like, I need to go and empty the dishwasher. I need to go and do this is more important than whatever it is that I'm trying to do. Or I can feel myself starting to make excuses and holding back. So it's just, I was just keen to know what sort of behavioral patterns came through because, you know, someone listening to this might think, oh, you know, I'm fine. And then hear what you're perhaps going through and think, oh, well, maybe that is an indicator that I'm perhaps, Mm -hmm. you know, in a bit of a rut and I need to, this is going on too long and I need to start asking myself some questions. Yeah. When it's like hard for me to sit still, I think that's when I'm like, Oh, okay, something's up. <laughs> like I need to sit still. <laughs> yeah, because then I'm always constantly wanting to to distract myself with something, and it's that's at the point probably where you shouldn't be distracting yourself, where you should just listen. Yeah, listen through meditation. Yeah, that's been huge too. Sometimes that's hard too, though. Even though I love meditating and I love the feeling, it's, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. You mentioned forgiveness and forgiveness for me is one of the biggest things that I think that we can all go through. Um, And I think we benefit from it on a personal level, but um, on so much, but also with regards to our relationships, with money, with time, with health, with others um, and with our careers. Um, I'd love to just find out a bit more about how you use forgiveness because for me I very much work on forgiveness letters um I'm a hypnotherapist so I do a lot of um forgiveness uh, meditations and hypnotherapy uh, yeah. but, but I try to do a mental declutter and a forgiveness at least once a quarter um, yeah. but but you know it's it, I'm always intrigued <clears throat> to hear how other people um use forgiveness because there's a lot of resistance around forgiveness um, particularly when you're hurting or healing from something that someone else has done to you and your automatic reaction is um I felt a cough coming on there so I just need your automatic reaction is to um to think that the forgiveness is forgiving them and saying what they did is all right whereas it's not it's about forgiving and letting go of the emotional attachment to that particular situation setting yourself free by giving yourself almost that permission or that circuit breaker to move on without dragging the baggage that comes with holding on to the shit yes (laughs) um on on that note I think it's really important something that's really helped me and been very beneficial to my life is knowing that people can only meet you at the same capacity that they meet themselves so Knowing that made it so much easier, still hard, but easier to forgive people because I know that because I have high expectations for myself and I treat other people how I would treat myself, right? With the same capacity, just as everyone does. And so with my high expectations for myself, I also have high expectations for other people. Um, And a lot of the times that's hard because they don't meet those expectations. And for example, I was in uh, a romantic relationship like when was this I don't know like a while ago like 2019 or something is when it ended and that one was hard too because that one really uh betrayed me in a way and so I it was hard for me to let that go and to forgive that person but then I realized like they're just this like their inner child is crying their inner child is hurting and that's why they hurt me and you know, when you, when you understand that and kind of almost rationalize it in a way, it's like your rational brain just needs the answers that way. So once you, once I realized that, once I realized that he could only meet me at the same capacity that he can meet himself, 
it made it easier or it it took away that resistance to forgive still Mm. was hard to do it because I would be like okay well great I forgave them everything's good and then something like a trigger would come up and I'd be like okay well there's something there still so I go back and do the it was a meditation that I would do so Mm. it would be forgiveness meditation I would go into that and just like picture it um, picture myself forgiving them what that looks like cutting the cord letting that all disintegrate and um, then after I think I did that maybe like 10 times over the course of like two years and then now I think I'm finally in a place where I'm like truly just forgiven them and feel like nothing towards it anymore yeah and that you know that's the thing with any of these things it's like you don't just meditate once you don't just do forgiveness once and expect the whole world to change like there'll yeah. be shit but the reality is if you're holding on to something that has really really kind of had a an an emotional impact on you and imprinted on your heart um then one lot of forgiveness is not going to be enough it will, the first one will be the hardest for a start because it's new and, and all of that sort of stuff but the more that you can get into forgiveness the easier it is then to um not you don't have to go so deep every time because you're just mm-hmm. dealing with whatever's coming to the surface and then pulling that out and like you say cutting the cords from it um yeah. i do a cutting cord meditation every morning wow so and just cleanse my energy every morning and and it's phenomenal and you know it's not a long one it's seven eight minutes something like that but it's my non-negotiable and so every morning I exercise and then I do cutting cords and then I do angel cards and that's my little routine that I have um but it's really helped with my energy levels it's helped with my productivity it's helped with um my health and well-being um, I've mentioned in a couple of interviews, but when I lasted my forgiveness, um, at, at the time, I had a, a six-month hip injury uh, that I'd got in lockdown, probably from over-exercising. But whatever I did, I just couldn't shift it. And then I started to get a rash on, under my arm. And I did my forgiveness letters, um, really kind of allowed myself that space and that opportunity put some beautiful healing music on, just sat, wrote these letters and really got into it, read them all, felt it all, all of that sort of stuff. The next day my hip injury had gone and my rash had disappeared. That is so insane. And I love that example because I'm I'm like that too. Like I'll notice things like physical things coming up and I'm like, why is this? But it's because it's an emotional block or like yeah. something emotional that's blocking your healing and blocking your well-being. And I love that example because that's happened to me numerous times. <laughs> Has that ever happened to your throat, being a singer and not being able to express yourself? Yes, even especially lately, like what I'm saying this past year, like even now when I'm talking to you, I like feel this restriction. I don't know why. I, like I did Reiki to my throat specifically before this interview so I could actually like speak because I, when I speak for long periods of times, my throat just like blocks up. It's so weird. It's so weird. I don't know why. <laughs> there must be something that you're not speaking up for yourself about potentially. Yes. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. And I think I know what it is, <laughs> but but yeah, I don't I haven't figured out how to how to express it yet. You will though. You will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, it starts with awareness, doesn't it? And then knowing yeah. that it will happen at the right time. Um, and I think, you know, with all of these things, we force things because we think it has to happen at this set time, because that's the time we've got in our head that it's going to happen. And if it doesn't happen, then then it's a whole failure and we might as well give up. And the reality is everything happens at the right time. Um, And it's just helping you, your job therefore is to then just trust in the process and do everything that you can on your part in the hopes that you'll meet in the middle at the right time for things to, to take off. So where are you at now? Obviously you've said that, 2021 has been hard obviously the world is starting to open up more Mm -hmm. certainly in the UK I don't know what it's like in Canada Um, is it opening up more yeah more so where does that leave you from an emotional and mental point of view and also physically like I said I feel the shift right now from whatever I've experienced this whole past year I feel it leaving now and I feel shifting into into something new especially with like my the environment change so that's huge for me so I'm really excited to see 
where that actually takes me on an energetic level, because I feel like I'll have more energy and be able to do more things like this, this year I was doing a lot of Reiki on other people. So I was, I think part of the problem was I was so focused on healing everyone else. And then I totally forgot about myself. And then all of a sudden, boom, this, (laughs) this breakdown. And I'm like, okay, well, uh, that's a, that's another lesson, but that's just kind of how it happens sometimes. Um, but I think I'm, I'm excited for where everything is headed. And again, I'm choosing to, to feel that way because there's a lot of things that I still need to work through that I'm aware of. Um, but yeah, I'm, I think like with music, I'm able going to be able to do shows again. So my soul is going to come to life again, which it was kind of, again, dimmed. So I'm, I'm excited for that and to travel again. You said how you, you were so busy focusing on other people, you forgot to, to focus on yourself. And again, self-care is one of the biggest stepping stones for success. And mm-hmm. yet, yeah. women, I think we tend to neglect ourselves too often mm-hmm. and, and have a tendency to often put others before us because we don't want to be seen as selfish or it's just in our makeup. You know, we're just like, oh, you know, I want to help so-and-so and so-and-so. And like you say, you then forget yeah. But the reality is now you're right at the cusp of something exciting and you could, you've got this clear vision of who you want to be. And so it's really vital for anyone who feels that they're right on the edge of something that's going to shift their, their world for a positive to really kind of take care of the self-care part because you're going to yeah. need stamina and that strength, exactly. that yeah. resilience to, to keep going. Yeah. What, what can you do other than Reiki? What are your go-tos when it comes to looking after yourself to keep you mentally strong? You've mentioned meditation. You've mentioned people. But uh, I'm guessing, do you do visualizations as well for your vision of your future self? Or is that all done in meditation as well? Do you journal? Is there anything that you can share with others? Yeah, I do a lot of recently I've been doing a lot of future self journaling. So like I'll go like, let's say what's today. Let's say it's October 20th. So I'll journal November 20th. These are all the things like, even though it's a month prior, these are all the things that have happened, you know, and I'll say it as if it's already happened and it's already November 20th. And like, just to one, give myself a clear vision of where I want to be in a month and two to kind of convince my subconscious that it's possible and that it's happened and if I can see it then I can have it and so because a lot of the times people don't take time to just like think about where they want to be in a month like so many people don't do that and I think it's really important even not even just a month in in general any span of time um so I've been doing that a lot journaling helps in general just do that daily or do you do it like as a one-off future self I wish I did it daily. Um, no, I do not do that daily. I do it as much as I can though. As any time that I'm, I have to be in the mood in a way, like I have to, and I'm lucky because I'm a creative person. So I enjoy these things. If for somebody that's listening, that's not a creative person, I think it is important to kind of almost force yourself to just sit down with a pen and paper for five minutes and then see what comes out just even if it's stupid like I think a lot of people's egos are in the way too of like what if someone finds this or like what if I don't know what if someone reads it or whatever the story is the narrative that you're making but um, journaling is is really really helpful that is actually what helped me in my first kind of like spiritual awakening I guess you could say that's what helped me the most because it gave me clarity and it gave me direction because I could actually see what I was writing. And that somehow helped me form this, this clarity and almost like a map of where I need to go. And I can look back on that and see how far I've come and almost laugh because it's like, I can't believe I even had to write that. Like I would write reminders to myself and I would go back and look at them if I was feeling like wanting to repeat the same patterns. Cause that's a big thing is that the same patterns will continue to repeat until you break them, until you put a stop to them. So being conscious of that. 
um, journaling helped me be conscious of that for sure. I love that because yeah, you're right. Until you bring awareness to anything, you just think it's it's an accepted way of living, and that's just how you are. And yeah. So you see it as like a as something you can change because like, well, I've always done that. Like, mm-hmm. that's, oh, that's me. I've always done that. Yeah, but you can break that. Um, and and if you don't break it, the universe will come along, slap around the face, and say you've got to break it. And if you're not going to do it, I'll make you. Type exactly. Of but I, I love what you've um, said there on future self journaling. Um, I love that. I do future year and future day um, journaling, like your ideal day or whatever. Um, and, and the reason I asked is because I like to repeat it. Um, so say if I'm doing it one month in, uh, like ahead of me, I will at least try and do it twice a week leading up to that date to really reinforce what's going on but what I find from that is once you start to journal you can then allow your mind to then daydream when you're just off walking connecting back to what you'd already written and and then you start to reinforce it even more in your mind Mm -hmm. it becomes a regular thought yeah exactly and your mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's not and it creates your reality so the more you can connect to what that future you looks like the more your mind will start to navigate to create opportunities for that pathway to open. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really bloody powerful. It's incredibly powerful Um, as our daily reminders. Yes. Yeah. You know, you mentioning that is, is really key. Do you put alarms on your phone or post-its or what's, what's your jam for that? I don't, but I actually, um, really curated my social media to be following certain people and like I have my, I have my music Instagram and then I have my uh, Reiki or like energy sound healing Instagram. And that one, I kind of got to start fresh because it's a newer one. Right. So I just specifically follow people that give me those reminders mm. so that if I'm scrolling Instagram, which is like not the greatest habit, it's actually, it actually isn't bad for me because I feel inspired after and I feel rejuvenated almost in a way because it's all these people where kind of like places that are places that I would want to be yeah strategic social media yes it's important I love that I love that some of the daily reminders that I've done in the past and my clients have done is um changing people's names in phones um to match goals and stuff that you're looking for so I've got my five top people that phone me aren't down as their names they're down as goals that I'm working towards wow Um, and then I also on my when I sign in on my mac it's a password to remind remind me of my goal I was about to share what it is I'm not going to share what it is yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, not that you're going to be coming over my house and checking my password yeah exactly I'll find one but things like you can have I deserve success or financial goal that you're working towards or um, a holiday destination or somewhere that you're wanting to go to or you know a promotion or a record label or um, someone you want to collaborate with or something but I always have a, a password that's linked to what I'm working towards or a reminder of how I need to show up. Yes then- I try to do that with passwords too um, but I've never heard of the I want to hear more about the name thing in your phone because like like for example what what would you like name someone So my husband, he's down as motivational speaker. (laughs) (laughs) And my sister's down as I deserve success. I know I deserve to be successful. So every time, and I have a voice, so it's recorded. So every time they ring, it speaks to me saying, I deserve to be successful or you're a motivational speaker or or something like that. Um, I think my mum's down as money magnet. Um, I love that. My dad's down as you are amazing. Uh, and so it's just little mantras and goals and, and things that I need to focus on. So I hear it. When I <laughs> it's so good. And it makes you smile. And then when you're out in public, people are like, what's yeah. And you're like, oh, it's just reminding me of something. But I, lo- I love it because, you know, it switches you. It brings you back. Plus, it puts a smile on your face. You smile, mm-hmm. your energy lifts. Yeah. And then you start to feel better, even if you're feeling crap and you start to attract better things because you've shifted your energy. So it's a really, really powerful one. If you like daily reminders and anyone else, obviously listening, set some daily reminders for the top five people that ring you um, and just think of what it is that you want and add that to your list. Yes, that's so good. (laughs) You got to let me know. 
Yes. <laughs> Put down. Um, Havs, it's been amazing chatting to you. I'd love to, before we close, to obviously find out how people can follow you, but I'd love for you um, to just share one lasting piece of info that you think people intuitively might need to hear from you right now, whether they're branching out in the music industry, whether they've been forced to slow down in the pandemic or like you have been struggling in the last sort of um, nine, 10 months of this year, what can you say to them to really help them in the way that it's helped you? I would probably say um, sometimes it's okay. And sometimes it's actually better to just take a step back and let it, let the flow come to you and just to trust. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just have to stop trying so hard and let go of, of that, um, I guess not resistance, but let go of that idea that you have just because a lot of the times what you want isn't necessarily what's best for you. Um, and then also something that I thought of actually during this conversation is this quote that I heard and I, okay, so I don't know who it's by and I don't know the exact quote, but it was along the lines of um, success is moving from failure to failure without lack of enthusiasm. And I think that's so important because there's so much room and opportunity for failure and failure can be your friend if you see it that way. Like it could be a good thing because it often teaches you what not to do and it often actually makes you better so that's something that has really shifted my mindset and my life mm. so I think it could be helpful for other people too oh 100 do you know I wrote um something similar in a post um I was doing for the rest of um or for next week a, a pretty much about that same thing it's about failing fast no if you're not failing what you're doing with your life you're obviously <laughs> not doing anything yeah, you're not taking risks. <laughs> yeah, because if you're just doing the same stuff that's safe, you're not growing. Exactly. Every single person fails, or as I say, learns lessons. I don't necessarily like the word failing, but there's so yeah. much information that comes in in failing or mistakes or whatever that is like vital for your growth. Oh yeah, 100%. you have to take action, and you have to fail in order to receive it. Mm -hmm. um, and so you got to be like you say you got to give yourself permission to fail and enjoy it in a lot of respects because it's teaching you something that you didn't know previously exactly learn how to enjoy it <laughs> that's yeah. so important yeah yeah and weirdly enjoy the process you've mm -hmm. shared so many amazing things I love your attitude with your choice I love how you take ownership on your choices and you are very consciously aware aware of what choice is right for you which is amazing um, because we have choices every single day and we can't change how the world is or how people are around us, but we always have the choice and how we respond to any given situation. And so I love that about you. I think that's incredible. Um, and I love how you say that you've, you always uh, venture to find uh, fun and joy in, in everyday life. Um, again, that helps with your energy, with your positivity, with your focus and your self-care moving your body is yeah. massive uh and again i think when we're feeling doubtful or feeling pretty shitty people often then stop doing the self-care things and that's when you need to be doing it the most and that's when you've got to force yourself and i love you know your view on forgiveness and on the future self journaling and the daily reminders i think you've really kind of given amazing insights into a number of things that people can take away to start to look to use and see how it impacts their life and how they can apply it to them. So thank you so much for allowing me to um, chat with you today and to, to get those incredible insights from you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I think this was a really eye-opening conversation, even for me, because it reminded me of all these things that I already knew, but somehow weren't on the forefront. So <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> this is what it's all about and you know just by me having conversations with all the amazing women that I've been speaking to is given me reminders even though I know it and I'm in it and I'm helping people every day sometimes you forget and yeah. sometimes you just need to hear things again to just get yourself back on track and I know my healing in the last four weeks has gone up a couple of notches to meet people who understand things that no one in my life has understood before is incredibly <laughs> Well, it's healing because all of a sudden you feel less alone and you yeah, and you're seen. Yeah, feel seen and you feel understood. And it's like, wow, 
that's not just me being sensitive or whatever. And so I know that each and every one of these episodes has the potential to change so many people's lives. If they listen with an open heart and open ears and just take what they can from it and listen again, if you're drawn to it, to, to move forward and to do something, because there's so much amazing stuff in every single episode that will resonate with different people at different times. How can we stay in touch with you? So probably the best way would be Instagram. Instagram is like the main social that I use. Yeah. Uh, I have two though. So I have a music one, mm-hmm. which is haves, haves, haves. So just H-A-V-S three times. Right. And then I have my Reiki one, mm-hmm. uh, which is haves energy without the E's. So it's haves and then N-R-G-Y. N-R-G-Y. Yeah, so that's probably the best way. And then my music's just everywhere as halves, all caps. <laughs> Check her out for sure. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. That's been amazing. Um, I will share all of that on the sh- on the show notes anyway, um, so people can reach out to you and to follow you and follow your music um, and everything like that. So thank you so much once again. It's been awesome. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in and uh, listening to the two of us chatting away today. And um, I hope you found it useful. If it sparked any um, questions or anything that you feel that you would like more clarification on or want to learn more on, then certainly um, send me a message or reach out to Havs and she can help you as well, I'm I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Awesome. So until next time, have a fab week. And I look forward to seeing you all um, next week. So bye for now. That's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this show, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and leave a review. Bye for now.